Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome to all of you, more of you. This is Sarah Lynn, your podcast host and flow state coach, transitioning high achieving entrepreneurs into new earth leaders. In this podcast, we'll be diving into all things flow state, body leadership, connection, healing, entrepreneurship, and so much more juicy, deep lived experience. I invite you in this space to really bring all of you more of your fully expressed self, fully accepting and belonging in this space. I want all of you. I want more of you. And take this adventure with me into what I have discovered to be the key to living the most magical, deep, juicy, fulfilling, rich life and work while also being the greatest, highest service to this world and the collective. So I want you to sit back, relax, enjoy, and without further ado, let's dive in. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm excited for this episode because I have not done an in-person one in Costa Rica and God, it's been like a few months. I've been doing tons of Zoom ones. And Brooke, who is going to be on the podcast today with me, just arrived back. How long ago did you get back in Costa Rica? Two weeks. Two weeks ago. So we're fresh back in the jungle. And do you want to let them know where were you before? <laughs> I was in Canada. So I was in Vancouver for a few months and in Ontario for a few months. Oh. Yeah. I was doing a tour launching Dance Alchemy. Um, my new dance and somatic training, and then went through a bit of a transition and decided to stay a little bit longer to heal. Amazing. Well, and I feel like this is, I didn't even like think of it, but with you transitioning even back here, I think this is going to be a lot of what's birthed through this conversation because we're going to be talking about transitions, mm. some of these bigger ones that have been going on behind the scenes. But before we drop into that, I just, I love telling people how we met so they can like feel into our energy and kind of like where we are and God, Brooke, I met you probably, it was like in the very beginning, I think I moved here maybe like a month into me being here because we met at a static and I don't even know if a lot of people I've met at a static. I feel like everyone in person, I'm like, I'm like, and I met this person at a static dance under the, the shala um, because that's where we all go, though. The community is so big here and that's like our our Sunday church. This is where we go to dance. And I remember me and you were I don't know if you remember this, which is funny. I always think of like before I drop in with someone, I'm like, where did we meet? What were we doing? We were on kind of the outskirts of the dance and I just kind of saw you doing your thing and I was doing my thing. And I forget how we got into conversation, but I was like, I'm going to grab your number. I was like so new. I was like meeting people. And I remember that for sure. Yeah, we were just like kind of connecting and dancing and smiling. And I was just like feeling into your energy and we got each other's number. And um, yeah, that was about maybe close to a year ago, I would say. Wow. And obviously you've been out of Costa Rica now for like the last few months. So you haven't been fully here. I was here during rainy season. You were not, but you were in Canada, mm -hmm. um, which we'll kind of talk about what was going on there. But yeah, you were just like one of the bright faces at a static that I was like amazing. And of course, where did we reconnect when you got back at a static? I saw yeah. you this Sunday and I saw you getting your cacao shots before we went in. And mm -hmm. yeah, I did a little booty grab, had some dance. And yeah. then I messaged you this week. I'm like, let's hop on a podcast. Yeah, let's finally hang out. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. sometimes it takes a little bit, you know, all of us and this big topic of transitions and like what we're going to be speaking to um yeah we have even our transitions here like sometimes spirit is 
you know, introducing you to people or you have these like little moments or connections or you see each other in mutual spaces. And then there's like that divine moment when you actually drop in with the person. Mm. And that was kind of when you came back. I was just like, oh, yeah, like we're going to hang out. You reached out to me after dance. You're like, we should do something. I had quite a week flowing and I'm like, let's do a little. We did a little nature walk before, which Brooke lives in this like beautiful overlooking area in Costa Rica where there's like I don't even know like a mountain <laughs> but we went like walked to this like waterfall that was nearby with her dog Pepe and yeah just had a beautiful drop in and some of the things that we were like talking about and sharing I was like ooh, I feel like a lot of this will probably come through in the podcast mm-hmm. and yeah it just feels like the divine moment that you know here we are you're back from your transition I'm in your house and here we are potting after two weeks of you returning back from Canada so I'm excited for you to share your medicine and your your magic here so thanks for coming on and being open to this thank you for having me this is really this is really fun Mm. really exciting and yeah it feels it's so interesting because I think of a year ago and like you know um I've gone through a a big year a lot of deep 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 healing and Mm. even a year ago I was up and down and in and out of this place like yeah. Um, the first time, so my husband and I have split and the first time we split was in January last year. So I met you probably, I want to say like maybe in February, maybe it was January. So it was actually right in this moment, which is interesting of when this transition quote unquote kind of started You're unraveling. Yeah. So. The unraveling. And, and so that was obviously a pretty intense time. Mm. And then I went to Mexico for the month of February and that's when we were you there solo or did you go with I went and visited friends okay so for some reason the universe conspired to have a bunch of my close friends from different walks of life Uh in one area of Mexico okay (laughs) that all synchronistically happened it was wild it was wild like some of my like one of my best friends from 10 years ago who stayed with me Mm. when she was going through a divorce and here she was like come and stay with me in Mexico and then one of my best friends from Vancouver Mm. was in yeah, like in the same area within an hour of each other. And another good friend from Vancouver was in Tulum. Actually, a couple of my, like, it was wild. Like five of my really good girlfriends from mm. different walks of life were all within an hour of each other in Mexico for the month. Mm. So I got to stay with close friends who really knew me and could really hold me in the the first rendition of our separation. Yeah, let's, if you're open, let's lean in. Like, what did that first opening in January or transition right because we're gonna be talking about this transition and just to like speak and I want you to kind of speak into that this is like you're splitting with your husband yeah um and this journey started a year ago and to really speak to the the truth of sometimes these transitions happen quickly some mm-hmm. of you guys might resonate with this and some of these like bigger more complex multi-dimensional processes that we go through sometimes are spread out because there's so much emotion. There's so many things that we're navigating. And yeah, I'm just excited to dive into this because this is really talking to the reality of what this actually looks like behind the scenes, you know? Totally. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Dave and I were always really committed to our spiritual growth and to Mm. growing. So we both were very committed, which is, I think, why the unraveling happened a bit more slowly Mm. but also we wanted to really do the healing work because we were like okay let's really get to the bottom of this so that we're not bringing this into the next relationship right but the unraveling started actually when we first bought our house in Costa Rica 
Um, and I was going through a big transition with my business. And so that mm -hmm. was the fall. That was like September, October of last year. Okay. And that's when, you know, Dave came to, like, I was starting to have some doubts and he came to me and he's like, I don't know yeah. if I want to do this. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Um, but he got urged by his coach to go all in on a, our relationship for six months. And so we really were like, okay, like, let's do this healing work and really mm. see. Mm. And... Um, so we moved into this house and we created this six month sort of contract of yeah. like, let's go all in and, and really see and commit to the relationship. Mm. Um, for him, it was like without any leaky sexual energy, without any, like, there was like certain things we were committed to. And, mm -hmm. and so we started to go to, you know, we started to dive in and this, and what ended up happening was around this time last year, mm -hmm. Christmas, the holidays, yeah. things were like really sticky. Like it was mm. like the more we dove in, the more we were like just moody and not wanting to be around mm. each other. And it was just so interesting that we did like a heart ceremony in January. Okay. And that ceremony took me into the death of our relationship. And Do you want to speak to like what that looked like for you and what that was for him or what you want to share? Yeah. Like it just really, you know, I really went into a lot of grief and the mm. loss of um, the relationship completing. Yeah. And I remember just crying for like mm. eight hours in this heart ceremony. I was all like, I thought heart ceremonies, I'm going to feel good. But no, <laughs> I was deep in grief crying. Mm. And I just felt like my ancestors, like the women before me coming and holding me in this. Mm. And Dave had his own process. Yeah. Um, but we came out of it being like, okay. Now they did tell us not to make any major life decisions for at least like a month or two so we sort of had this 30-day period where we yeah. lived in the same house and we we're kind of like mm. but it like yeah and I worked with a counselor who was like who's done a lot of heart medicine and plant medicine and was like don't right. like sometimes spirit or the medicine takes you into your biggest fear mm -hmm. to face it and so we really dove into so that, that, like, January was, like, a death. Like, we definitely were not together. We were living in the same house. But I was, like, grieving. Right. We were grieving. Yeah. Um, and then February, I went to Mexico. And the day before I went, mm -hmm. David had some big conversations with men he really respects who really mm. urged him to not give up on the six-month commitment. Okay. And to, like, um, to fight for the relationship, essentially. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I was like, I don't know. Like, I think we were both having doubts, but we both just really wanted to make sure that we weren't making a big mistake, right? I went away for a month, and I came back, and we were working on things yeah. um, in March. And in April, Dave went on a vision quest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, things were okay between us, but they weren't awesome. And mm -hmm. we were people that we don't fight a lot. We're really good friends, but I think just some of our issues were in our face. Right. And... Um, he went and did this vision quest mm -hmm. for essentially he was in the woods for a week without yeah for people that don't know what a vision quest is like not really in this world like do you want to share just like what yeah. was he what was he doing in that so it's like a it's like a native american tradition on how mm -hmm. they initiate boys into manhood mm -hmm. and so the mm -hmm. whole thing was that he was going to be initiated um and they'd been working together for a few months before this yeah and so he went into the woods and it's kind of it's like they really are showing you the Native American traditions 
and the cycles of life mm-hmm. and letting go of this part, this inner boy, this self-saboteur mm-hmm. and um, to step into your manhood. Mm-hmm. And so Dave really went on this vision quest yeah. and came back. And at the same time, I did this heart ceremony and we both came back and we're like, no, this is what we want. We're all in. And it felt really beautiful. It felt like this rebirth. So we went through this like death and we went through this rebirth. And it's interesting because the vision quest was exactly six months to the day that we had decided, which was also Easter weekend. When we first did this, we didn't know that six months later, but when we did it on the calendar, we're like, that's so interesting. Mm. And when the vision quest kind of appeared, Mm -hmm. Dave was like, wow, that's the six month mark that we had set out. It's like divine soul contract with that of like. Which is also Easter, which is like Jesus's death and resurrection. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. So he came out of that. Yeah feeling really clear I felt really clear and we're like okay we're going all in on the relationship this is exciting mm. we're launching brave love all of these beautiful things we're gonna really start to call in our spirit babies like it just felt like this beautiful rebirth yeah um, and I also got a lot of clarity that I've been feeling called to go back to Canada for a bit longer because I've been in Nosara for a few years without really being in Canada a lot and I have a lot of good friends there. I have a lot of contacts. You know, I just launched this new dance alchemy Mm. trainings and workshops. And I just felt really called to do a tour and teach wherever I was. Right. Um, And so, you know, we had this like three month period where I was going to be gone for seven weeks. And then Dave was meeting me in Ontario. And then Mm -hmm. um, we had a few more weeks and then we'd reconnect Mm -hmm. in Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. So I went to Canada. We were in a really good place. Um, and something I think shifted over those seven weeks, mm-hmm. um, Dave started questioning things again. And so when he came back to Canada, he had this like question mark. And I think, you know, with women, a big part of what we need is this safety, the security mm. and this feeling of being chosen. Right. Yep. 100%. And it's like, if you don't feel safe in your relationship, it's really hard for you to be able to be in your feminine. Hundred percent. It's like it's like the necessity to actually be in the feminine because otherwise, I mean, you'll speak into that. I'm sure. Like you were telling me, even on the walls, like we, it's that anxious feeling, you know, because we're we don't feel secure, we don't feel held, we don't by the divine masculine, or just even in general, it's hard to really sink into safety, which allows us to open, allows us to be in the feminine. Totally, absolutely. It's mm-hmm. like such a huge part of the masculine energy yeah. that I had felt a few months earlier that was now mm. wavering again mm. and it it would throw us into the anxious avoidant dynamic me being the anxious him being avoidant right um which and- I'm sure a lot of women can resonate that's why I'm glad that you're just bringing it up because like this wavering thing like if anyone's in that and maybe in a similar train like this this period and that's why I want to like acknowledge you and just for sharing this because regardless if it's a year a few months like that wavering and having a process and also like Knowing, obviously, like, I don't know you and Dave either super, super well. I know you guys, and I know your essence, and I know what you guys stand for and all of these things. But from the outsider, like, you guys are both very conscious humans. You guys are both really on your quote-unquote path of healing, self-development. And I think, and what I can resonate, and I was sharing a little bit before, like, I had a a breakup. Obviously, I wasn't married, but I was still in a partnership, you know, and we had that uncoupling process. And I think what maybe a lot of 
conscious couples, whatever you want to call that, right? It's like it looks different for people, but you're really devoted to your path is what I feel in that. And you're consciously navigating that. Mm-hmm. It can get tricky and sticky to be like, oh, you know, because you go in with such devotion, you go in with such heart, you go all into your processes and you you're like, you know, you're like, oh, like I would get confused sometimes. I'm like, oh, are we just supposed to do this deeper healing work together? Right. Mm -hmm. So it can almost get I don't know, you can speak into that a little bit murky or just kind of hard to discern between like, when do you move on? when is this actually maybe rebirthing or what's actually going on within the process and it gets a little entangled so that gets confusing and there's a lot of obviously emotions involved in that process oh my gosh there's like major windstorms here in costa rica we might get crushed by a tree guys low-key so i was like oh shit i think a tree might be coming through the window any minute anyways back to the combo um i just think that's a real thing and i really see you in that of like just the devotion, right? The caring and wanting to go deep in your self-development and your healing. And that almost can be more tricky, I feel like, mm. sometimes when you're in quote-unquote conscious partnership and you're both on your path and you're both committed to the work because it's like, well, let's go deeper. Let's go into this. Let's get support in this way. And let's go deeper into what this, you know, to really make sure versus mm. maybe if you're not, you're just like, this isn't working. Like we're done, right? Mm. Like you're not committed to going to the depths. Totally. And I feel like that's really what I'm hearing from you is what did prolong because you were navigating different transitions and pivots in your process with it totally. because you guys were both so committed to the work to your paths to what the agreements you guys were making totally and really like (laughs) understanding what it is that was coming up for us and what the medicine was for us you know like what what was it because I think you're right people will sometimes they stay too long and sometimes they leave too quick and you know like who's to say it's like too much or too quick, too slow. Like uh-huh. we all just have our process. Yeah. And I think what happened with Dave and I is that we were in our process and we were really given it a good shot. Mm. And then when it came time to be complete, we knew we were complete. Like we really overturned every stone and really tried to show up for each other and for mm. ourselves in the best way possible. Mm. Um, realizing that we just had some fundamental differences that weren't aligning and that we couldn't heal our way through because it was just fundamental differences in who we are and what we need wow. that we couldn't give each other. Mm. And so in some ways there was a lot of peace in the completion of that. You know, when he came back and he was questioning things, again, it just threw my whole nervous system into anxiety and for right. a few weeks, I had so much anxiety, and I was like, I can't be with someone who mm. questions all the time. I just can't. Like, I, it doesn't work for my nervous system. Mm-hmm. The anxious avoidant dance was not working. Can you speak a little into, if you're open, of just like, obviously, you know, there's a lot of different scenarios and examples. So, because people hear maybe this anxious avoidant, they're like, am I in that? Mm. Maybe I'm experiencing that. But like, what was like one, if we could like zoom in on a, just an example of maybe what that looked like. And so people could be like, oh yeah, I am experiencing that maybe. Like the anxious avoided? Yeah. Like how was that for you when you were experiencing kind of the wavering? We can talk about like a wavering moment of like, what were you experiencing? What was happening in maybe a, a scenario or something? So people can understand that a little more. Right. 
Well, I mean, really, a big trigger was, like, he came back to Canada and just even said, like, I'm questioning things again. And that just literally, my whole nervous system, it was like Mm -hmm. alarm bells going off, which felt like anxiety. It felt like Mm -hmm. panic. It Mm -hmm. felt, I felt scared. I felt anxious. And I felt my overcompensating, like, the anxious, mm. um, I need to prove to him, I need to save this, I need to fix this, because that's like the anxious, right? Yeah. I need to convince, or it's got this like energy of like, love me, see me, I right? Yeah, 100%. Um, combined with, I need to get out of here, right? Like the flight, it's like the fight and the flight are in this like battle and the freeze it's like your whole nervous system is like what is happening yeah and I study nervous system regulation and I have so many tools right like I was that's why I love like you speaking to us because even knowing all this stuff right it's like you can still experience this you're a human being you know so it just speaks to the reality of 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 it and I'm grateful I had all the tools like I was doing breath work and kundalini and dancing and I was doing all of the things Mm. I even had sessions with my counselor uh, and with coaches and it's like when we're in these fight, flight, these nervous system things, we can do all of the tools, but it, it came to a point where it's like, I have all the tools, but right. at a certain point, if you are being attacked by a tiger, not that he was attacking you, but if you're running away from a tiger, a tiger is chasing you, Right. you're not going to sit there and breathe. You're going to get out of the way. And so I felt like at a certain point, it was like, oh, I have to take the thing that's creating so much chaos in my nervous Mm. system out. Right. Like this can no longer be in my sphere, in my field. Would you say that was kind of the pivotal moment of just like your nervous system was going through this process and you were like, oh, like that was kind of the, yeah, pivot in, I guess, of realizing like, okay, this actually is coming to a close because this is what's, yeah, like how was your yeah. process in that pivot? It was for like you? I don't feel good. I don't yeah. feel good in this, and I, and it's been a long time that I have it. Right, like we've been going through this whole journey for a year, and it's been up and down and in and out, and it's been beautiful in many ways, and we've healed a lot. Yeah, and we're at a point where I'm just like I'm tired, you know. And you, when you wake up in the middle of the night with panic attacks, or when you hear the whisper of like it's done, or remember doing a breath work and it was like set him free you know like you're starting to hear these whispers that you're like don't listen to that don't right yep. or you're like pushing them down mm-hmm. um but I do feel like I was ready at that time I feel like it took mm-hmm. me that whole year to process the loss of the relationship especially because you guys were together you were telling me six six years six yeah. years yeah. and married for four. For four of the years. Yeah. So this is like, you know, you're looking at a big chunk of your life, you know, and yeah. a lot of experience together. So, yeah, I think it's beautiful that you're like, oh, like you took. And I think the timing, what you said with that, like everyone's timing and journey and relationship looks different. Right. Totally. So I think it's like, you know, that divine time when you're ready. Yeah. And I can resonate with what you're saying, because even in my last partnership and the one prior to that, there were the whispers, they were the the hints, the the feelings like and so many women are going to be able to resonate with this. Right. Like I remember literally being in my bed and just being like, oh, like I just knew and I was like, God, this is so terrible. Like, am I really going to go like it was almost like I was so scared of that happening, but it was just being more recreated because it was what was happening. Right. It was the reality of it. But it's once you are ready 
mm-hmm. to fully meet in that and you've gone through your process of whatever that looked like and yours was very conscious right because you guys were trying different healings and different um ceremonies and all of these things within your process because you were you were like let's really see if this is you know self-development work that can bring us closer rebirth us or after turning every stone like look at where we're at and let's be honest with what is and what is what i'm hearing is like the highest good for you even right because like our nervous system dysregulation like this is how we're operating day to day so it's like you have to get really serious of what that looks like but i totally remember being in those moments of just being in bed and like literally it felt like i was just like sinking into my body of just like i knew deep down so much i was like god it's like the gaslighting of your own self mm. in a way. At least I'm speaking from my experience, not yours. I don't want to project. <laughs> but it was like gaslighting myself. And this is something I did for a majority of my life. You know, it was like gaslighting my intuition and my intuition sharp. Like I, I you know, we all, and especially as women, like we have this intuitive nature that wants to move through us. This is the feminine. Mm-hmm. Like we have this deep knowing in our body. And it's like really learning how to honor that. But of course, when you're ready in your time, because you were going through a process, but at the end of the, like I hear in that moment, it was like, okay, I'm clear on this. Even though like, how was that in that moment? How were you feeling around? Terrified. Oh my gosh, terrified. This is the reality of it. It's It's terrifying. It's the battle (laughs) of the intuition and the deep attachment bond. Right, because in relationship, mm-hmm. um, we attract a partner that mirrors our wounds. Right, mm-hmm. we attract the partner that mirrors the wounds that weren't met when we were young, mm-hmm. which is partly why sometimes it can feel euphoric or like this person completes me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was a, so there was like a, a bond there that had happened, mm-hmm. and we as humans are wired for attachment for connection. Definitely. We truly are. Yeah. You know, if you look at, like, children can't survive without an adult, right? Like, without an adult mm-hmm. um, and, like, the first few years. Like, we are the only species that really need a few years where literally you're, like, children, babies are attached to their mothers. Like, this is a healthy thing. Yeah. And so we are wired for attachment and, um, and for bonding. And I think this is why as well for mm. women, it can be really, I mean, for men too, but for women, it can be really hard for us to decipher our intuition or when we hear it, mm-hmm. we can override that intuitive knowing mm. because we have such a strong desire, need, and it's actually very healthy in many ways to bond. And that's something that I think it's so important to mention too, because right, we can like look at attachment styles and get very nitty gritty with it, which is, it's a, there's a reality to that, but it's also like, we are social beings. We need, like we needed, like you said, as kids, a parent to survive, like we're bonded, we're here for connection. So to, obviously it's finding new forms of connection when you're going through these transitions and things, but in the reality of it, like connection, like that loss of connection, that's where grief comes in, you know, and all of these things. So like the terrifying part comes in because it's like, wow, like I actually have to let go of this human for you that I've been with for six years and being really being with that reality versus the overriding, which maybe felt safer for some time, but now knowing that, Hey, the safer option actually is choosing this, but, that's so real. It's like, of course you're going to be terrified. Of course that's going to be hard. We're bonded for connection. Totally. You know? <laughs> and if you look at all the generations before us, like mm-hmm. so many of the women before us mm-hmm. couldn't survive without a man. Like literally 
there's also this deeper survival need and um, bond that happens mm. because if we look at our mothers and our grandmothers and our great grandmothers, especially our grandmothers and great grandmothers. I don't know exactly your mother's story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That generation was way more bold in breaking these bonds and these patterns, which is where we saw the divorce rate rise a lot more, where yeah. women women could work and support themselves outside of the marriage. Yeah. But our grandmothers and our great-grandmothers, that wasn't really a reality for them. Yeah, They were bonded as well in survival. Like if they left yeah. the marriage, yeah. they may not be able to survive. Yeah, And that's a very real thing that we all also have within us. Definitely. Whereas a man may not have that as deeply because the man was always able to make his own money. And the marriage, mm. one of the reasons Dave and I never legally got married is because I found out that the marriage was just like a government contract that essentially mm. said that wife was the husband's property. And I was like... Yeah, it's like actually looking at what marriage... Right, because I, I still, like, I have the desire, like, yes, I will be married, maybe not legally, but like, you know, have a ceremony. I mean, God knows what my thing's going to look like, but yes, yeah. I have a desire for that, but it's also looking at what actually like government wise with these contracts and the, the legalness of it, of like what actually is happening within that. Right. Totally. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want you to own me. Like that doesn't feel good to yeah. me. The, the wedding, the marriage was about, mm. it was about the celebration. It was a celebration of love. I didn't even at a certain point, I stopped calling it a wedding. I was yeah. like, it's a love celebration. Mm, I love that. And, and I just, it was, so much more important to us about the actually bringing our family and friends together and actually having a ceremony versus like, I didn't care less if we signed the government documents. And now that we're separating, it's a lot easier too. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) because we don't have to unwind that. Definitely. Definitely. And that's like a reality to think about because like that is, that's, there's just so many things within that. I mean, we live in a bubble that's like really kind of outside of that. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't thought about something like quote unquote like really legal that's like legit in a while because I'm in pure vita, you know, like here we are. But this is this is a reality to think about. What that had me want to ask you that I think would be a very unique perspective for some of the listeners maybe that could resonate with this or even just to think about is how was that going through yes you weren't legally married but you you had a wedding quote unquote a ceremony a a love what did you call it a love ceremony ceremony yeah i love it whatever whatever you resonate with you know how was your personal self-identity with the feelings that came up around the separation right of the quote unquote divorce or i don't even know how you guys maybe called it you know because you weren't legally married like how was really coming to terms with that separation Mm. well coming to terms with it essentially we both got clarity the same Mm. night like we were unwinding yeah and we were in Ontario together and then he came back to Costa Rica Mm. and I was still in Ontario and and I went to this adult summer camp in Mm. like northern Ontario oh my god sounds amazing I love it yeah camp resets you stay in like a children's summer camp and you turn Uh off your phone for the weekend yeah and that weekend I had a lot of different emotions swirling and I was really in this this Mm. questioning and being with like is it over or is you know like can I do this anymore yeah and I remember it was the Saturday night and I knew Dave was doing a heart ceremony that night Mm-hmm. a heart medicine ceremony and with some of his friends and mm. I remember I was dancing there was a DJ and I was dancing under the stars 
Mm. And I felt all of a sudden this profound peace wash over me. Mm. And then the words, it's over. Mm. And I was like, whoa. And then I, I went and sat under a tree and I just started crying. Mm. Like it just hit me. But it was like peace, the words, and then grief. Yeah, and it was I feel like, like this is how it goes. Yeah, and I was in like, some ways. oh my God. And I found out, because um, Dave and I talked a couple days later. Right. Um, I found out that that was probably around the time that he came to the realization as well in his heart ceremony. Wow. <laughs> in a lot of love, from a lot of love. And so it's really interesting how, and we've always been very intuitively connected. Like Dave... You know, when you're that intertwined with someone in your life and we're both very intuitive and emotionally in touch, like we're just, we've always been. For sure. So a couple nights later, um, he was like, okay, we need to talk about something. Like I need to tell you what happened. And I knew, mm-hmm. I knew deep down. I'm like, it's, Yeah, you, it's you have the intuitive over. knowing. Mm-hmm. And I remember that day, it was the first time in weeks that I yeah. felt peace. I was walking, the sun was shining. It was, it was in Toronto. And he's like, we need to talk. And I was like, okay, I can talk to you, but I'm going to be like at a park at this time or Uh because I'm meeting up with a friend later. And he goes, I think you need to be at home for this. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, and I was like, I know what's coming. And I actually felt this profound sense of peace. And so when we had the conversation, he's like, this is what I saw in my ceremony. And I said, you know, I already, I got that. I'm, I'm there with you. Like I'm done. Yeah. And he was like, wow, I thought you'd be so much more upset. And I, I was like, no, like I feel so much peace. And it was all the anxiety that had been overtaking my body for like three weeks, the mm. panic attacks, the waking up in the middle of the night, the not being able to eat, the not being able to sleep, the questioning, the yeah. being on, because being on the threshold mm. when you're in a relationship and you're like, are we doing this? Are we not? Are we about to break up? It's awful. It's that terrible. It's energy. torture. It's torture. Yeah. It was like. In that moment, it all washed away. And for the next few weeks, I felt so much peace in my body. I had waves of grief. I had waves of emotion. But the underlying, I was like, I'm free. My energy started to come back. My magic. People all of a sudden were like dropping into my Mm -hmm. trainings, my certification out of nowhere. People are drawn to Spirit's like, hey, you're getting in more alignment. Like, you're actually listening. It's like the wake up. It's like... I feel like once you, ooh, I have like goosebumps. Like once, ooh, (laughs) once you really listen and spirits like wanting to like reward and sprinkle, being like, hey, yes, yes, yes. Even though this is really hard, yes, here are the sprinkles, the breadcrumbs to keep you moving in that direction, knowing that it's aligned and and divine. Yeah. And something I really want to highlight and I want everyone to sit with, that I feel like is the essence of knowing you're honoring your intuition and spirit is cheering you on when you are in the process of like let's say loss right a a breakup a heartbreak a even if it's a friendship whatever dynamic that actually looks like finding that under I resonate so hard with that that underlying sense of peace and that grief can really be interweaved in that because there is a a major grief going on with that but when you feel that peace the underlying peace I feel like that is the knowing that that is true and that is truth. Mm. That's the resonance of truth, the underlying sense of peace because you're free. I said that to you even on the walk and I'm saying it from my own experience too. It's like when you can just be like, wow, okay, I can be Mm. done. I can put that to rest. 
yes, this is going to be challenging. And yes, this is going to rebirth at some point, but we're in the death and there's grief in that. But when you have that underlying sense of peace, that's the essence. I feel like that's always been the cue for me of knowing that, wow, I just freed myself and I freed that other person. And there's peace. I can actually, my nervous system can start healing. I can start relaxing. I can start just being in whatever the, I mean, for me, speaking from my own experience, I was like, I can just be in the pile of this mess of whatever (laughs) it is. And I know that this is exactly where I need to be. But that peace is so profound because when you're in that constant back and forth, the torture, the anxious, um, avoidant, this dance, whatever you want to call it, there's so many ways to describe that process that so many women I know Either A, you guys might be in that right now and want to deny that because I remember being in my process and being like, no, fuck that. Or I would see things and it would almost like heighten that in my body. And I'm like, God, do I want to like that's no, that's not what I'm going through. Right. Or maybe you're feeling the peace or maybe you've been in a scenario where you can resonate with that. But I feel like that anyone can resonate with that sense of peace because you freed yourself. Mm. And it, yes, there gets to be grief in that. So I think that's powerful how you tied those two together of just really feeling that peace because that is the intuitive knowing and spirit really showing you in your body that, yeah, like this is it, you know. Totally. And I think, you know, this is where I think sometimes we're waiting for, we think intuition is going to feel well, you know, intuition in my body feels like peace. And I know yeah. if you know much about human design, mm. I'm a splenic authority. So splenic mm. authority, often we get the intuitive hits, which yep. feels very peaceful. It feels like a knowing. Mm. And then almost immediately after we get the fear. So it's like learning that intuitively I'm going to have peace and then fear. Of course, for things that you're afraid to do. Like not, you're not necessarily going to get the fear for like, intuitively I'm going to eat this apple you know like yeah yeah, but you know these bigger life decisions whereas um whereas a sacral authority is going to get the gut response but right just you know because we have fear because it doesn't feel good so many people avoid the intuitive knowing Mm -hmm. even though that's actually what ultimately sets us free so we trap ourselves in these loops of like Mm -hmm. should I stay should I go but I love them so much and then you know, even the people that are in and out of relationships mm-hmm. um, or like they're in a relationship where they're breaking up and making up. I was that was me in my relationship before Dave. And it was like not fully understanding what grief is or how mm-hmm. it shows up because mm-hmm. we'd break up and then I'd, we'd both start going through the grief process and be like, well, this hurts. So let's get back together. Mm-hmm. Right. Now that I understand grief, it's like. Mm. it's like okay just because I'm grieving and it's sad and over the last few months Mm -hmm. it's felt like I was gonna die sometimes and like my whole life is crumbling Mm -hmm. because it's changing um yeah that doesn't mean I'm meant to be with him that means that I'm the golden nugget women (laughs) this is it totally because this is where people get trapped in the loop with the old partners Mm -hmm. far past the time Mm -hmm. right And I'm so grateful because there have Mm. been times, especially when you're deep in grief, Mm -hmm. where you're missing their partner, where you're like, oh my gosh, yes, maybe we could make it work because, and you think that by getting back together with them, Mm -hmm. that it will, you know, you don't have to feel that pain and that will be a temporary solution. It's band-aiding it. It's band-aiding it. And prolonging it. 
not saying that that's what you were doing first. That's why I wanted to really put attention to like cut the conscious process of making sure like, you know, the agree like that was different, but what you're speaking to is a whole different energetic dynamic or processing that you're having because it's like, that's prolonging that could really prolong it in the unhealthy way. Right. Where it's, but I love what you said at that because it is understanding that process of grief and how that shows up and that that doesn't mean in those feelings of fear, grief, the unpleasantness of it mm. to bandage the solution or that you're meant to be. What I'm curious, because you've obviously been on both ends of that mm-hmm. and going through still a process of being on one side of that, what would you, what advice do you have for someone that's maybe in that right now and they're scared shitless? Because to be completely honest with you, Every woman at some point in time, depending on if it's a lot of us that have had this experience in partnership, I'm sure majority of the women probably listening or men, right? Um, Or in some shape or form, whatever they resonate with, where it's just, yeah, they're really in that. And they want, like, what would support, what advice do you have for them, the woman or man in that circumstance? That is, like, about to go through a breakup who are going through the grief process. They're just, they're they're just scared shitless. They're maybe in, even if they're, like, they know, they're feeling that knowing, but there's that fear, right? Kind of the overriding the intuition. Maybe that's one part, but also the part really what you're speaking to of, like, they're in the grief. They're, like, they're in that back and forth game, mm. right? Or they're in maybe the very first segment of that and they want to go back, mm. right? Because it's so painful. Or like, oh, maybe we're supposed to be together. Like, what advice do you have for them? What support, yeah. what would support, obviously, there's so many different things, but what would you want to say to them? You know, I think the biggest thing is learn about grief, learn about this process because there mm-hmm. are stages of grief, right? Mm-hmm. Like the anger and the denial and the bargaining and the, like there are stages of grief mm-hmm. that you're going to go through. So really understanding it mm. helps you to navigate it or it helped me to navigate. I'm mm. like, oh, this is the bargaining of like, maybe I could, maybe we could work out. Um, I think what's been pivotal for me is having... I have a community of support. I have mm-hmm. women, men, but a few really good girlfriends mm. um, who could really hold me in that. And so mm. in the times where, you know, when we're going through something hard, you want to reach back out to your ex because you think it's like reaching out to your friends yeah. and you know, really, this is where when you are happy and healthy and in a healthy or in -hmm. good times, cultivate those relationships so that when shit hits the fan or when you're going through something like this, Mm -hmm. you have those relationships and lean on them. Mm -hmm. And if Mm -hmm. you don't have those relationships and you're going through this right now, like Mm -hmm. find support. So find like a grief group, find someone Mm -hmm. who's a coach or a healer who helps people Mm -hmm. through breakups so that they can really help you understand and navigate this. Yeah. So you're so not true. continuing to go back in the cycle. And you're actually walking through, because I really feel like the grief portal of mm-hmm. a breakup mm-hmm. is one of our most potent medicines that we have. Oh my gosh. It's literally like I come out a new a new person. A new person. It's funny. I don't know if you anyone uses the pattern app. I'm in this like transformation cycle. It's Ooh. one of my like main cycles. And it started around the time when I was splitting, 
little over a year ago now and I'm ending it actually next week and I'm like wow like when I looked at that portal and I saw it coming because I knew it was I was in the pre of what you were talking about of like having that deep knowing in my body that like this is over but I like wouldn't allow for it and we were fighting for it at the end and we were going just what you're saying I'm like yep Mm. I was in that and I remember looking at that upcoming cycle and I was like actually gonna shit my pants I was like oh my god this is literally my worst nightmare but it has it was the exact medicine going through this whole last year and now actually I'm like I yes I'm still Sarah but each break like anytime these are our most pivotal transformational moments to be like wow big changes coming like spirit has a big big plan for you of who you're becoming and who you're meant to be and this is a this is a catalyst like one of the most potent and most challenging catalyst I feel like of your life is this heartbreak absolutely yeah. because just as we get into relationship that feeds our core wounds when we break up mm. they rips open our core wounds and yeah. I know for myself like I've actually had in a breathwork ceremony my grandmother come to me who mm. passed away a year ago mm. Um, and say, you know, you've completed a karmic cycle with the men, wow. you know, in in relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's not just that we're healing for ourselves. We're like, we're healing ancestral stuff. Yeah. And yeah, all of our core wounds are being broken open. So mm-hmm. we can try to patch those back up. We can try to band-aid those and then go back to the relationship. But then now you're in a relationship with these band-aids on Instead of being like, okay, here's my core wound being ripped open or my mm. core wounds. Mm-hmm. What is the medicine here? How can I heal and fill those up myself mm. and allow myself to witness, to love, to have compassion for that part of me that just wanted to be chosen. For that part of me that just was afraid that no one would love her. For that part of me mm-hmm. that... You know, like all of the different layers, because there's layers upon layers. So many layers. layers. Um, And how can I be that person for myself? And this Uh, is like the inner child reparenting. Yeah, yeah. And how beautiful of an opportunity that we have in this lifetime to actually go through this portal Mm -hmm. so that we can heal these, so that we can start to call in these soulmate relationships. That's Mm. this like expansive divine love. Mm. Doesn't mean you're not going to have wounds and you're not going to heal in these relationships. But it's going to be based on something so much more elevated and so much more expansive and on a soul level rather than on like a karmic trauma bond level. This is it. Like, I, like, literally picture, like, the karmic stuff and then, like, that expanded. It's creating that healthy foundation for yourself, you know? Because I always say, like, use a stereotypical example. Like, when you think of, like, a garden, it's like, what's at the base of that? It's soil. If that's not, and, you know, you can look at that as wounds or whatever it is. And, of course, we're not perfect. We're going to go through these different points of time. But it's, like, tending to that. It's, like, that's at the base. So if Mm. we don't have that base there and not that we're not going to evolve in relationship, but sometimes we are attracting. And I can speak from all, a lot of my relationships. These were karmic loops or things and patterns and soul contracts that needed to complete and evolve further. And 
I feel like both of us were really on that path of evolution. You know, we're committed to highest timeline, highest path. So, you know, we're not speaking to that settling of like, oh, we're comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're pushing edges. Like <laughs> totally. the, I feel like everyone in this podcast and probably majority of people listening are in that space too, or they're feeling the call to step more into that. And when you're in that, you're going to go through such an evolution of that and you're going to complete those karmic loops and you're going to go through different levels, like you're saying, uh, of attracting in a completely different caliber of, it's not even like the man, but it's just like of life and where you're moving towards in your evolution, you totally. know? And how lucky are we that we even get to experience that type of love in this mm. lifetime mm-hmm. or even the concept of it? Because yeah. I feel like the generations that came before us, that wasn't even in the realm of, of what's possible. And I think where sometimes we can get a little bit tripped up and, and why this this journey can be really difficult is because we don't have a lot of examples of what's possible, but we're starting to see these different relationships pop and we're starting to be like, oh, that's actually what my soul wants and these possibilities. And I think it's like, how lucky are we that we get to experience that and we need to walk through the fire so that we can experience this higher level of love that wasn't necessarily available to previous generations this is like gold right here of that because that's so true it's like how many people have had that example growing up i know for sure i didn't you know i came from divorce and you know when i was six years old and i didn't have any examples in my field for a really long time and you know it continuously keeps evolving as i evolve of like what is possible right Mm -hmm. so i feel like that's one tidbit of like get yourself expanders get yourself to see even if it's someone like yes in person's amazing but even if that's online or just what is actually possible in the realms of love because if you would have told sarah i don't know in her first partnership when she was like 18 years old of what was actually possible in that realm like i i had such a limited view of what was possible in that you know but allow yourself to really see what is possible because there is so much and no one needs to settle Mm. in this lifetime for anything less than that you know just because maybe you had an experience of growing up or you weren't surrounded by it or whatever it may be I think we're in a generation where this is really pivoting and shifting though and evolving like you said like there's a lot of expansion within relationships and love and yeah it takes a lot of bravery to really walk to the depths of that and really like claim fully all that you deserve Mm, totally (laughs) it takes a lot of healing work Totally. It takes a lot of healing. It takes a lot of bravery for sure. Yeah. Because like we said, like, it's just not, there's not the example of it mm-hmm. out there. And you know, there's a lot of people on this planet that will never get to experience that because that's mm-hmm. not what they came here for. And that's not what they're choosing. Cause there's a lot of people in the karmic relationships or the trauma bond relationships. Yep. Um, or just a relationship where they're settling and, and that's fine if that's what people choose. Right. And there's also this, these awakenings of people of Mm -hmm. like what is actually possible in love, in partnership, in being mutually met Mm, on a deeper level, on every level of our being. Yeah, this is the awakening I'm in right now. (laughs) I'm like a year out of, you know, and there's no timelines for any of this. Like it never looks, but I'm like at this awakening, I'm realizing the level of being met that is possible. Even though it's not here in the immediate field, I feel it. And I'm like, ooh, that's even big because... Yeah, I was like, you know, really, like you were talking about my world crumbled to the ground a year ago. Mm. Um, you know, we all go through these at different points of time. So it's just seeing the humanness and really seeing and be like, I feel you and I get you and I understand you, you yeah. know. And I love what you said about community. Have those people that 
hold you have the conscious awareness around the grief process because that's going to help it gives you almost the framework to understand where you're at in your process instead of this being this like weird unraveling that you're just not conscious or aware of you know so that's such medicine for just people listening that like those are two I feel like huge parts of heartbreak that if you have both of those you're gonna a lot can happen in that space you know Mm. um what I'm curious about one more little unraveling before we kind of wrap up is I know like dance is a huge part of who you are Mm -hmm. with dance alchemy. And um, I know that you mentioned like that was a huge part of you moving through your process with like emotions and everything. So whatever you want to share on that, I know you have a lot of things like going on in your world, but even just like how your own medicine has been Mm -hmm. supporting you lately and what you want to share on that. Thank you. Yeah. I love that. You know, dance has always been, I've been, I've been using dance medicine exploring dance medicine dance healing dance therapy for the last 12 years wow and i like see you like light up i'm just like oh my god brooks like in <laughs> you yeah. literally have like little christmas lights behind you and i'm just like i'm like here she goes she's in her element <laughs> yeah um so it's really a big passion of mine mm-hmm. and i don't know what i would have done without movement over mm-hmm. the last couple of years and without just somatic healing in general like i do kundalini breath work and dance, but dance has been really one of my passions and specialties. It's allowed me to travel all over the world, training people in different mm. dance modalities. Mm-hmm. And around the time that Dave and I started to unravel, mm-hmm. I really was getting the intuitive hit to create my own dance healing modality. Mm. So throughout this last year and a half, as I've been processing what's been going on, I've been moving, I've been dancing on my own mm-hmm. and using my medicine to move it through my body and to really come home to my truth, to really clear out mm-hmm. um, what's no longer serving, the stagnant energy, mm-hmm. and to allow the medicine of movement, of dancing, of my soul's expression Mm. to do its thing. So Mm -hmm. dance alchemy has been birthed during this wild year and a half of my relationship unraveling, which is kind of interesting. Um, And in that, I actually launched our first trainings in April, Mm -hmm. the first training being in Nosara, Mm. and then... I went to Vancouver, launched some trainings in Toronto, Mm -hmm. and have been really blessed. Um, I launched a six-month certification, and Mm -hmm. it's just been amazing to see all of the women who have been so drawn to this dance medicine and how, Mm -hmm. you know, we are at a stage in our evolution where there's been a lot of self-development and a lot of talk therapy and a lot of mindset work, and now people are wanting somatic. We are wanting to take okay, I know it in my mind, but how do we drop it into our body? How do we express it? How do we heal it? How do we shift it? How do we transform from a body level? Because the body keeps score. The body traps the emotions. And so when we can move it, when we can shake it, Mm -hmm. when we can release it from a body and express Mm ourselves, our truth becomes obvious. Our truth becomes apparent. Mm -hmm. And we are no longer having to be bound by these old archaic belief systems and these Mm -hmm. old archaic things that are trapping us Mm -hmm. so I really feel like my words for 2024 are liberation Mm -hmm. and reclamation like it just feels Mm -hmm. like that's what's coming through and that's also what's coming through for dance alchemy as I'm seeing the women coming through the programs Mm -hmm. learning how to teach this facilitating 
their own classes. Mm. It's like they're being liberated. They're reclaiming who they are. They're boldly stepping in the direction of their purpose. Mm. And all of the shit that doesn't serve is like Mm. being cleared out. And so it really has been this incredible movement that's been birthed from the ashes, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a phoenix, you know? I was going to say, you were like, ooh, like I'm surprised, but also I'm actually not surprised at all because during these times, it's like, this is where new, deeper medicine is born. My service looks completely different. I've been holding like, like I had a coaching call today even, and I was actually reflecting after it made me emotional. I was like, how I hold space and how I'm able to take my clients is completely different than a year ago. And yeah. a year ago to that, and a year ago to that, because of what we go to. And I think something that you really spoke to that's like so important for people to really sit with and not even understand it's to feel is all of this is somatic. If we're not accessing the somatic process of life yeah. in general, speaking at large, it's not it's not doing what it needs to do in the most simplest of form, right? We can get all nerdy with it and, but it's, we need to experience life in the body. We need it to move through us. This is all the, the amount of energetics we can move through and alchemize and transmute and clear out and feel the truth and feel the knowing. Like this is a felt experience, like you said. So if we're speaking from me, prior behavior mm-hmm. analyst over here, <laughs> I was, a, you know, and I still use that to my advantage. I have a very analytical, nerdy side that I love because I can see things in a behavioral lens, right? And that there is power in that. So I always tell there people in the mind, it's beautiful to understand things, but we also really got to take that shit to the body. (laughs) So like you with bringing this like medicine and this movement and really dropping into the somatics of it, like, Oh, it's amazing. You know, and movement is extremely powerful. Like in dance, especially like it's, it's like without it, I'm like, I don't even know what I used to do without really dropping into dance and things, you know? I know. And it's really cool to see, like, I remember 10 years ago, I did my first ecstatic dance training, which was called Dancing Freedom. Mm. I did it in the, in Mount Shasta, uh-huh. California with this awesome woman, um, this cool, this awesome community. Uh-huh. And I remember thinking, I'm like, wow, dance is going to be the new yoga. And <laughs> it so is, it so is. It is. Yeah. And and I was like, I feel like in 10 years, and now here we are like <laughs> 10 years later, everyone's getting into dance and people are, you know. It's so true though, because yoga used to be the thing, like even for me this week, I'm like, I have like three aesthetics I want to go to. I mean, of course we live in Nusara, but I'm like, it's. Um, but Vancouver is the same, Toronto. It's funny like, that you had that, that inkling and then you've been traveling, teaching dance and experiencing it in different parts of the world and watching the movement, almost yeah. yourself as you create your movement, you know? Absolutely. And. And it's so cool to see because this is the thing, dance, we had dance before we even had language. Like if you look at every culture in the world, mm-hmm. had dance, we, you, we've had it as a way of expressing yeah. just in North America that we've become disconnected mm. from dance mm-hmm. and disconnected from um, our soul's medicine. And yeah, we've made it into like a competitive sport, but now people mm-hmm. are returning to this like primal ancient yeah. um, movement that is yeah. as simple as deep mm-hmm. as primal as mm-hmm. you know language. Yeah, so it's really 100%. cool. It's really cool to see, and I'm here for it. And I just think it's so interesting that mm-hmm. it's like the byproduct as well mm-hmm. of like social media. Think about it. Reels, TikTok. Like the last few years, we've become so onto social media. And maybe that's one of the benefits of social media. Yeah. That all these people had to start pointing at the 
the words and getting comfortable dancing online or learning TikTok as people are in lockdowns or whatever they are in. And yeah. and it's like, that's maybe a silver lining yeah. that now people are like, oh, I actually like to dance. I want to dance. They're exploring like different dance things. So true. That And realizing how good they feel. Yeah. You know, how mm-hmm. it's like we get to move in a way that just feels really good versus like, this is within the box and the lines and this is alignment. And you I'm move your body this. like this. This is what it looks like. Totally. Yeah, like half the time I look, like, I don't even know what's going on in aesthetic. I remember we went to the aesthetic on Sunday. I'm like, I look like a psycho half the time, but I'm like having such a somatic experience of whatever my body wants to express. I mean, it's beautiful. There's so much healing in it. There's so much expression. There's so much truth. Mm. Um, something that's really coming through that I wanted to ask you before we do some like closing questions is what makes your, like, what would you say is like a unique edge that you bring into dance? I mean, you're such a pillar in the dance world. Like I know you from dance, dance out. Like this is what I know you as because of what you serve. Right. Mm. So what's something that you bring in or maybe your, yeah, I don't know if it's an edge or a uniqueness or something that you, I know you kind of created your own, mm-hmm. I don't know, I want to call it modality, right? Or like however you express it, but like, yeah, that was something I just wanted to rein in on to, for you to share. Totally. Well, it is a modality for sure. And yeah. I think for me, it's taken my my over 12 years of experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I worked with over a hundred thousand people in so many different facets. So for many years, I worked with kids in schools, doing mm. like anti-bullying and self-esteem and right. mental health work. I've worked with at-risk youth. I've worked with indigenous youth. I've worked in rehab centers. I worked wow. with principals and teachers and in corporate. I've ran women's groups. I've worked in the jungle. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so I've taught in so many. I've, you know, I do a lot of work in Africa and Kenya. I have a community there. And so it's like really taking mm. what works with people and yeah, the yeah. fact that, you know, what I teach is so universal and mm-hmm. what people um, people need to experience and to move through in dance is quite universal. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, that I think that's what makes it so unique is that I use a really wide variety of music because different music really touches people in different ways. Of course. And what we teach is a um it's kind of an ecstatic dance fusion so Mm. we move through the elements of like earth water fire air ether and earth is really like connecting to the ground calming your nervous system it's like preparing your body somatically because without i feel the energies you're saying and i'm like oh i love that that energy for me is like yeah it's so good (laughs) right it's so good because we know that our nervous systems need to be calm Mm. and somatically we want to be calm um, and then water can be more simple movements. Like mm. I love bringing in simple movements so that people can connect and ground into something. Mm. And when people feel safe, mm. when they know that they're getting a move correct, mm-hmm. they start to experience. And you know, the way we coach people is like they start to experience mm. their creativity. They start to experience their expression because their brain is like, okay, I've got this move. I'm doing it right. Mm-hmm. I've got success. Okay, cool. Now I can explore it in this way and I'm getting it right. And there's something about the brain that loves that. Yeah, yeah. And then fire is all, of, and, and we also in water get people interacting and eye contact and, and things that people forget and that we've right. forgotten in this world. Mm-hmm. And then our fire element is like the releasing, the shaking, the yelling, the screaming, whatever people need to like really have that 
somatic release, that cathartic release. It's been my past year. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I've been like all about the shaking and the screaming. Totally. <laughs> so good. And that can be very jungly and very wild and it's super yeah. fun. Yeah. And like that's where we really start getting into mm. ecstatic dance and a dance mm. alchemy session. And then we get into air because it's like once we've released, we can expand. Mm. Once we've alkal- alchemized because the fire, just mm-hmm. like the breakup portal, is the alchemy. Mm. So we can expand into, okay, well, once we release this, mm. who are we? What are we stepping into? Mm. What is our next, what is like that higher self, that expansive self? Uh-huh. And then ether for us is meditation, but it's also connecting to the quantum. Because once we've gone through this journey, it's like allowing yourself to really surrender to what is present now that you've cleared all of this out, that you've allowed yourself to be fully expressed, Mm. that you've liberated yourself, that you've connected to these parts of yourself that maybe you wouldn't normally experience or feel. Mm. Sometimes it's moving through big emotions like Mm. anger or or frustration or irritation and like letting that move without needing to know why. And then it's like, what's on the other side of that? And there's so much magic on the other side. The breakthroughs that people have in these classes and these programs, it's insane. People write to me all the time or they tell me Mm -hmm. just like, oh my gosh, I, you know, got so much clarity about this or a vision of that or yeah, it's just really cool to see the healing that happens for people. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Thank you for taking us through that process because it it, it gives like, right, because you can speak to dance and we can chat all the things dance, but really kind of just I love that like visual and like the energies and like taking it through like in the podcast even because even I had an experience just listening to you share I'm like yep that is and I think what was beautiful this beautiful tie around at the end it's like that is that transformational process in these transitions in whatever shape or form but exactly what you experience or what you shared on today Mm. like that is the journey that is and the it's journey. Like, and then it's like taken into the dance format and it's like, mm. yeah, beautiful. So I love that. Is there any last nugget you want to share before we go into, I have three closing questions I always ask everyone. Um, but is there any last nugget you want to share with them to take away? I mean, you shared so much, but if there's anything coming through, are we ready for the closing? We are ready for the closing. Okay, we're ready for the closing. So in the first one, what is bringing Brooke the juiciest, deepest fulfillment right now in, in life? Like, what is that mm. thing where you're like, wow, mm, I'm loving this? I think it's a combo of dance and nature mm. and my dog. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So being out in nature and dancing in nature, like going to the waterfalls today, I went to the ocean. Uh-huh. That's just, it brings me so much joy. It brings me so much fulfillment. Mm. Um, and I love my dog so much. He's my first dog, but he's like the biggest love pup. And so definitely, yeah, just like really enjoying mm. these moments and knowing that I can create these magical moments every single day. I love that. Yeah. It's like the simplicity of the beauty of, it's like simple, but it's like so magical at the same time. Yeah. It's like the combo. I love that. Totally. Next question is, so this podcast is called All of You, More of You, because I believe it's more of what the world needs. And what part of Brooke are you bringing more to the table in this current iteration of you so that more of you is bringing, brought forth in this world? Mm, I think it goes back to those two words of like liberation and reclamation, where Mm. it's like just allowing myself to be more of myself, be more Mm. free, be more bold, be more of Mm. a leader, like stepping more into Mm. my power Mm -hmm. um, so that I can lead this revolution. 
really, mm-hmm. of women who are stepping into their power, into their mm-hmm. purpose, into their magic, mm-hmm. and not allowing BS to hold them back. I love that and so And, like, much. dancing with through life with all of this. Love it, and yeah. I mean, that all of them is welcome, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, this whole process has had me mm-hmm. created so much compassion for the human, you know? Compassion is, like, this, I feel like at the end, like, these death rebirths, like, the biggest thing, like... That's what I actually even noticed in like my coaching. I was like, the amount of compassion and understanding I can have for the world and the human experience, I think this is a gift in these processes. So oh, I love that that's yeah. like what's coming through and the reclamation. And what was the other word you said again? Liberation. And liberation. Like that is the, the beauty that we get to experience more and reclaim those things back and be liberated. And yeah, I love how you're using that in your service. I mean, I see you in that right now mm-hmm. and everything that you're sharing that you've been doing. And it's, it's already happening. <laughs> it's happening. Amazing. Sure. Um, where can people find you? That's the last question. So I'm going to put all of this in show notes. But if people are like, ooh, I'm resonating with Brooke. I want to reach out to Brooke. I want to be a part of her community. I want to see what she has going on. Yeah. Where are those spaces that people can find you? And I'll put whatever that is in show notes. Perfect. So you can find me on Instagram, Brooke Jillian Yancey. Also, we just launched the Dance Alchemy Embodiment mm. Instagram. I'm also on Facebook. But there's a few ways as well if you want to come play, want to come dance. Mm. Um, we have the Dance Alchemy Level 1 Foundational Training, which is eight weeks online. It's powerful. You learn mm. how to facilitate Dance Alchemy. Mm. and um, All the facilitators. Yeah, which is like one of my specialties. I'm always like, yeah, yeah. how can I spread this and have other people share this medicine? Because I know that this medicine is needed and I can't do it alone. Right, it's the ripple effect. And I've been training instructors for years and years. It's one of my passions. Love that. So I created a training. I also have a six-month deep dive. This is like Mm. more of an advanced certification where we dive deeper into somatic healing, into the nervous system, into feminine embodiment, Mm. into um, the chakra system. We go much, much, much deeper. So this is like the advanced training, the certification, which is great. And you don't need to do the first, the foundation training if you feel called to do the certification, you get the foundation training with it. But if you just want to get, like, dip your toes in, the foundation training is a great place to start. Beautiful. And then we just announced a membership called Embody Her, mm. where um, we are going to be doing kundalini and breathwork and dance alchemy and mm. having different guest experts teach mm. their brilliant things. Um, and so that's another beautiful place to be a part of the community. Amazing. Uh, yeah. These are like the biggest places. And then I also do one-on-one work. So if you're wanting to build your movement or your business or get support with your breakup, somatic healing, that's a big specialty of mine. I love working with people one-on-one. Yeah, I like a coach healer, somatic healer, intuitive, (laughs) whatever comes through me because it's pretty wild. Yeah, these sessions. Yeah. These sessions we like heal generational trauma. It's super fun. Yeah, yeah. I love that you're like claiming those two. That was like even a breakthrough for me of like claiming, yeah, the I'm like, yeah, we're doing healing in this, you know? Like it's like there's so many multidimensional layers of the work I know that you do and a lot of people do. So I love that you're like leading in that too and also training people that are leaders, right? And into mm. facilitating these things and creating that ripple effect because yeah, it's huge for like the collective and you know, you like you said, we can't do it alone. That's why the community aspect's so big and that's why I have this podcast. I'm like to bring more powerful humans so then people can bridge communities and everything. So I'll put that all in the show notes so people can connect with you. And yeah, just thank you for being vulnerable and sharing your process and 
being authentic and sharing the realness of what's going in. And I know that this is going to be the exact medicine that a lot of people need to hear. So Mm, yeah, I'm just so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for you too. Thank you for having me. Yeah. We're having a hug behind the scenes. Yeah. (laughs) All righty guys. Well, I love you. I'm going to put that all in show notes and I'll see you guys next week. Mwah. hope you absolutely loved this episode that it was full of juicy wisdom and magic and impact to integrate deeper into your lives your businesses and your work on a daily basis i would absolutely love if you enjoyed this episode you can please leave me a review at the bottom and let me know what you took away from this podcast if you're also feeling called so we can spread more ripples of impact into this world i would love if you took a and tag me on Instagram and let me know what was your biggest takeaway that you want to share to spread out into this world. I would appreciate it so deeply. Thank you for being here on this grand adventure of life with me and I'll see you next time. Sending so much love.